Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 419, July 16th, 2020. It was 102 degrees on this day in 1926, and 51 on two occasions, 1911 and 1958. These uh, temperature records are brought to you by Aquaside, which has been keeping your lakefront beach free of weeds for more than 60 years. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I was going to call Hauser, but I'm not going to because I know him well enough to know that he's not going to make a big deal out of this, but he is going to push back. Uh, I'm referring to a meaningless tweet by some DFL representative from Edina named Heather Edelson. I've never heard of her. Have you guys ever heard of her? Not until this morning. She's no. in her first no. term. She's in her first term. Uh, and she wrote, be better at Tom Hauser, KSTP, I don't often hear you talk about our male counterparts at the legislature as complaining when they speak. Twitter shows your deep, biased reporting, and it's getting sloppy. Uh, uh, lady, who are you? Are you kidding me? And and uh, Hauser uh, did not take it sitting down. He, he fired back. This is really the most absurd parsing of words I can remember on Twitter, and that's saying a lot. I've certain, I'm certain I've said men and women complain about all kinds of things. It never occurred to me to think only women complain. I'm amazed you do. This is insulting and ridiculous. And I retweeted it and said, don't take it, Tom. Keep pushing back. She can't get away with this ridiculous accusation. It, it sounds to me like she's she wants to put her toes in the water of the cancel culture, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly she's gonna, where this is coming yeah. from. Hey, lady, shut the hell up. And... Uh, <laughs> Quit embarrassing the people of Edina, you cake eaters. <laughs> she doesn't wow. like Tom because Tom is good. And Tom's going to make you uncomfortable when he starts asking you questions. That's right. But, but isn't that silly? But Lady, what, you got to be kidding What yes. I couldn't figure out is the negative connotation that was applied to the word complain. Yeah. Well, she thinks she's... I, I swear, she, she wanted to test the waters of the cancel culture. She wanted to see, I wonder if I can be part of the mob. Oh, I'm going to uh, get him. I'm just going to go get him. I, I don't even know in what context uh, uh, Hauser said something. You know, Oh, they were complaining about not getting something passed. Uh, but you know what? Heather Edelson, please, you're, you're going to fail miserably at the cancel culture because you don't even know who you're going after. Right. If, the, if this was your first attempt, <laughs> he, he's, gonna, uh, he's one of the better reporters we have in this state. And uh, you're... you're uh, your silly uh, feminist claim there is absolutely groundless, baseless, stupid, ridiculous. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Get something done. Do you? Uh, did you read her bio, by the way? Yeah. Did anything strike you in her bio? Uh, she's got a social degree or something? I don't know. No. Uh, proud mom. Okay, very good. Very good. Community advocate. Sure. And here's the key one. Yep. Believer that public policy should improve lives. Yep. Well, you know Take how you her can away, Joe. You know how you can improve my life, Heather. Just get the hell out of my way. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> We've tried to lead Tom down a road and try to give uh, have him give up his political leanings. He and he's one of these journalists that you just don't know where he's coming from. You he's know, like he's Mary Devine in that regard. Yeah. He's just yeah. like Mary Devine, who's an extraordinarily gifted reporter and. Yeah. I can guess maybe her political leanings, but she never makes them evident. Right. I love that Tom gets picked on by both sides on Twitter. Yeah, because yeah. That tells you like, he's doing his job. Exactly. Whatever he reports, that's correct. If you don't like what he's reporting, you rail oh, against it. Just amazing. Uh, there was a, a piece in the Star Tribune this morning written by five city council members, Jeremiah Ellison, Lisa Bender, Alondra Cano. Cam Gordon and Steve Fletcher, and it was their so-called plan, their case for changing the charter. And I'm getting tired of this. I'm getting tired of them getting away with not having a case to change the city charter. Uh, It's full of language like, uh, we can and we must be the generation of Minneapolis residents that creates a just, effective, and sustainable approach to public safety. With an amended city charter, we can deploy a full range of solutions to community safety, building on proven successes and drawing on concrete lessons for Minneapolis neighborhoods and models from other cities, including investment. It's all salon gibberish. There's no, there's no way to prove any of this. There's no statistics. There's no metrics. There's no, there's no uh, evidence that any of what they're imagining would even work because they essentially really don't know what they're imagining. And there's one sentence in this whole piece that says, in neighborhoods, our communities are facing an uptick of gun violence that needs addressing now. Uptick? It's an onslaught. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, we yeah. need a police department now more than we ever have. And these well, fools are trying to disband it, and they have no bleeping idea what to do, except I can guarantee you this, if the voters are stupid enough to amend the city charter to essentially create a different kind of police department, if the voters are that stupid, you're also going to be experiencing an exponential growth in the government because they will create new positions, new bureaucracies, new agencies, and they'll have to bring in new people, and then they're all going to need computers and telephones and health care packages, and thus does the government grow right now they don't have a clue as to what the problem is with the increase in criminal behavior it is the absence of moral and ethical clarity that unfortunately for the criminals and their white black red green blue it's happening all over the country especially the closest you get to the country's tallest buildings they have not had a family structure that helped them develop that There's just too much emptiness in their hearts. And these city council people, God bless them. Uh, It's a a commendable wish to have a safe community with no violence, but you you have no clue as to why there is this violence. Mm -hmm. Kids with guns, a 12-year-old kid pointing a gun in the face of a woman the other day just north of Lake Street wasn't the police's fault. Kids who are stomping and jumping on innocent people in public places and light rail platforms, that's not the police's fault. These kids who are systematically putting together car hijacking gangs around both cities, that's not the police's fault. And then they they have the audacity to write in here. They have the audacity... uh, Mayors, police chiefs, and councils have attempted reform under the current city charter for decades, and despite good faith efforts, accomplished too little. They did not prevent the death of George Floyd. At the same time, the number of officers on the force has not made a measurable difference in the rise or fall in violent crime. It's not supposed to. No. 
the police aren't committing violent crime, with the exception of Derek Chauvin. The, it's, it's the people who have abandoned and have never known a, a moral grounding. They're heartless. Uh, there's a video. There's a video right now. I, I just I couldn't watch it. It's it's kids beating up a woman and kicking her baby in the head. Yep. Ugh. Outside an apartment complex in Illinois. I, 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 it's unthinkable. It's unspeakable. I, I will not discuss it. I will not look at the video. I can't do it. Cops yesterday in New York were beat up on the Brooklyn Bridge. I saw that video. They were bloodied. Alondro yeah. and Jeremiah and Lisa and Cam and Steve. You're completely wrong. I'm getting tired of having to point that out. You are mindless. This reads like a two-bit term paper that in today's failed academy probably would get a gold star. <laughs> That's what it reads like. It reads like a failed term paper to me. They have no plans except this wishful and whimsical thinking. And like you said, Such, they're blaming the police. You read that one key sentence. In neighborhoods, our communities are facing an uptick. What an insulting word, uptick, in gun violence that needs addressing now. And then the next graph goes on to blame the police. Right. As members of the city council, we have a responsibility to address the persistent failures in our policing system. What the hell? Well, they're playing right into the hands of the 3,800 people that bother to vote for them. No reasonable soul in Minneapolis can buy this claptrap. But again, it's going back to yesterday. Where's the brotherhood? Where are the power figures who I suspect would be considered evil white males? I don't care what race they are. Where are the black power? Well, Tim Christopher, in my mind, is a, is a powerful leader, and he's ignored by these idiots. He is in the neighborhood. Yet You're right. He is yeah. up there and, and increasingly so down here in the south side. And you're right. He's got the respect of all the residents, white and black and everything else, except the, the city mayor council. and the city council will they, not acknowledge his existence. They should be meeting with him daily. And they every sh- other serious. leader. Yeah, every other leader like him. All right. The other thing we, we notice here, uh, it needs to be said, even though it should be uh, fairly obvious, Never once does a mayor or a city council member condemn the behavior. If a kid's arrested for a, uh, on a gun event, it's the gun's fault. It's the police's fault. It's that the kid is a victim of systemic racism. No, that's the soft bigotry of low expectations. They have no ability. You know why? Because you saw it. You saw the mindset in the salon. I, I hate to keep referring to Emily Larson. She doesn't deserve to have her name uh, broadcast on such a popular podcast all the time. But she wanted <laughs> to. Uh, she wanted to abandon the use of the word chief. And it occurred to me that in, a, in the salon, I bet there's a dynamic of thought, and as part of the agenda, that authority itself is patriarchal, white, and oppressive. And so any any semblance of referring to authority is frowned upon in the salon and so they're incapable of grabbing a kid around the uh, by the scruff of his neck and saying you got to clean up your act you got to quit shooting people and they can't do it they can't do it you saw that little crybaby mayor crying and doing the walk of shame when he when he confronted protesters and they shouted him down he walked away he forgot to add that he was wearing his mom jeans he's got his nice mom jeans on and, yep. and he starts crying and wishes he could do better and grow up tell these thugs what they are they're thugs 
The police aren't ruining the city. Youth without morality are ruining the city. The police aren't ruining the city. You had an ex- despicable bad apple in your group, and the police uh, can, uh, can certainly do with some reform, and it will get reformed. But in the meantime, you're st- there's, all they're doing here is scapegoating the police for the real problem, which is the criminal mindset of too many young people. White and black. It's white drug dealers who are causing much of the problem. Mm-hmm. You, you got, you, I, and again, I, I'm serious. I'm getting tired of this. Maybe I'll just have to stop pointing it out because I, I, I unless we keep it up through the election, well, only one city council member is up for election. They're I all write, safe seats. I had to write down one of your lines. It's just so amazing. Did you actually come up with this yourself? <laughs> you said the soft bigotry of low expectations. Boy, no. That just, no, that, that is not. I'll tell you who said that, but it's that a wonderful... That's an amazing line. I'll tell you who did it. Uh, soft, wow. big. That really—that's just a glaring. That is—that is it right there, baby. I'm that's pretty sure you run. stole that from me, Sushri. I'm pretty sure you. I came up with that at some point. <laughs> well, I—I I didn't. Uh, it it oh, needs to be said again and again and again. It was W. It was W. It was W. W. Two thousand speech to the NAACP. Yeah, it was W. Well, he was a Joey was a conservative, so therefore not legitimate. We're gonna we're gonna. Well, my f- way of saying the soft bigotry of low expectations is that this kind of progressive, mysterious thinking is making people of color less than. They're condescend. Right. They're condescending. Yeah. They're yeah. disingenuous. And I'm begging black parents. I hope you're listening. I hope Chris. Tim Christopher tells you to listen. Do not let the education system do your kids a favor. They're only holding your kids back. You, ex- I expect as much from your kid as my kid. And I have no doubts that your kids can be achievers. Don't let the progressives do you any favors. They've held you back for 50 years. Wake up. I actually have the quote here. Yes, sir. Roger. Thank you, sir. Roger, Roger. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Stuff Stuff like that. It makes it hard to to realize that Uh, that he came up with that, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, his speechwriter did, obviously. But but it's a wonderful line. It's a wonderful line. It's fun. Oh, he's a great guy. Yes. Hey, think back. Or not think back. I'll tell you a story. Uh, uh, One of the kids I used to have, uh, his uh, missus, has friends who have a summer place in Kenny Bunkport. And every day, the little eight-year-old goes out when W walks by and walks with him. Really? And so her mom looked up W's birthday, and the kid made a card for W and gave it to him, and he wrote her a really nice little note on his presidential stationery and posed for pictures with the whole family. And it was a scene of... uh, uh, tranquility that we're so desperately missing. It was a scene of civility that we're so desperately missing. And I just found it uh, charming. Uh, every day he goes for a walk, and these kids tag along, and he lets them walk along with them. I've been cool. to that place. It's really a cool place. Really nice there on the coast. I've only I've been to Bar Harbor, Maine. I bet it's near there. I, I, I don't know mean, Kenny Bunkport. I, th- I think you mean Bar Harbor. Bar Harbor. Bar Harbor. Bar. Wow. I parked the car. I parked the car with a walk. I got to the big show. 
Whoops. Okay. How are you, Johnny Height? Okay. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Very good. I was just mm-hmm. reading actually W's speech where he coined that phrase. So mm-hmm. very interesting. Very interesting. That's well, a wonderful, wonderful phrase, and that's exactly what we're seeing here with these people. Let me call out another another quote. We can and we must be the generation that creates a just, effective, and sustainable approach to public safety. What what does that mean? Huh? It, it doesn't mean anything. This is salon gibberish. This is failed academy gibberish. It doesn't mean a damn thing. We believe the people of Minneapolis are ready to seize the historic opportunity of shedding the systems that have failed us. No, what's failed you, what's failed you are uh, policies your party put in place that have really gone a long way to destroying families, both black and white, Latino, Hispanic, Hmong. You have put policies in place that, that encourage the absence of men. The Black Lives Manifesto, that's a homework assignment. Everyone should read it. I did. It calls for the destruction of the American nuclear family. It does not want a family. They believe people should be raised by a community. It's a Marxist organization. There's nothing more to it. They're the PETA of human beings. PETA has nothing to do with animals, and Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with black lives. It's a political movement. And it's taking, you know, it's all over the country, by the way. Did you guys it, see the story out of Berkeley? Uh, no, but I got one out of uh, Dallas, but what's the one out of Berkeley? Uh, I got this from Scott, who emailed it in just a couple of hours ago. Berkeley, California is moving to stop police from conducting traffic stops. Instead, they will use civilian city workers. <laughs> I'm not pulling over for a city worker. Either am no. I. <laughs> no. What does he just yell out the truck? Woo! Woo! Yeah. Rookie could do it. <laughs> right. The city worker gets gets the bird and a smile right. from me. The, the cop I'm pulling over for. Right. <laughs> Remember, among these five, one, Cano, uh, helped run up the taxpayer bill to about 160 grand for her own private security. And another, Bender, uh, so ridiculously and recently and stupidly said, if you call 911, that comes from a place of privilege. No, Lisa, no, I call 911 because that's what I pay for. That's what we pay for. It's called taxes, mm-hmm. Lisa. And when I call 911, I don't want you or your choir of justice and your off key folk songs in your 1967 hippie Volkswagen bus. I want police with guns. Well, they're getting their way because now the police cannot respond to certain areas. They just mm-hmm. can't go in there. 38th in Chicago. Uh, um, so the, the park. What's the park right next to me full of tents? Uh, Powderhorn? can't go in there. Yeah, Powderhorn. They're not going in there. 18th and Lake Street. 18th and Franklin. Mm-hmm. Can't go around there. They'll get chased out. They'll get beat up. We need a strong, good police force. The majority of police, maybe more than the majority, the vast majority are decent human beings. Hell yeah. The month of George Floyd has, as I say, it's put a large magnifying glass on the failure of the police, that's certainly true, and on the failure of the political class in Minneapolis. It's just, it's just been a, 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 a sunshine has poured onto the scene to illuminate it. And now the uh, police department will get the reforms it needs, and they certainly need them. Uh, but the city council and mayor are not going to get the reforms they need. 
Not unless the citizens of Minneapolis create a petition to undo the current system, create a strong mayor position, and a weaker city council, and then go find yourself a Joe Anthony to become your mayor. Other than that, what's ever going to change? What's ever going to be reformed about the salon? They don't listen to us. They don't listen to their own constituents. They don't practice what they preach. They don't shovel their sidewalks. No, or mow their boulevards. (laughs) Yeah. No, they don't. We're facing a shortage here in my neighborhood, Such. We've uh, plumb run out of for sale signs. There's two or three houses for sale on every block down here. Are they selling is is the key. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Everybody is bailing. But are the houses selling? Well, let, I, my fingers are crossed. There's a uh, lot, the one, of, lot of sold signs in St. Paul, a lot of sold yeah. signs in my area. No, the one on my block, uh, when the for sale sign went up, there was a sold sign already on it. So, Yeah, there, it, again, you can sell it right now. You might be able to sell it a year from now, maybe five years from now if you get really lucky. I just but, need a month and a half, that's all. But if, you don't, if we don't reform the salon, we won't have cities to live in. They won't be recognizable. They'll be not hospitable. They won't be. They won't be hospitable. They won't be welcoming. And again, they don't take families and kids into consideration. No, and that's right where I was going right now. I told you guys off the air. I went for a drive out to the area of three ninety four and one hundred yesterday, and I did it all on city streets and neighborhoods, both directions, and. The 2040 plan, Joe, it's yeah. already in place. I mean, mm-hmm. there are these giant behemoth three- to six-story crap-can apartments going up everywhere, and they just rule the neighborhood. They're all over. Mm-hmm. We have one in our neighborhood. It was a gas station on the end of a block. Now it's a giant, giant apartment complex. Where the hell are you going to put all those cars? Look at the look at the buildings of apartments across the street from KSTP. Yeah, same thing happened there. Just amazing. Can you hear that? Yeah, plane yeah. taking off or landing. Yeah. No, they're taking off over my house this morning. Can I tell you something? It starts today at Spencer Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo because of the incredible support from GL Podcast listeners. Spencer is adding on to the store 2,500 additional square feet to make more sausage and more meatloaf. And way beginning to go, Joe. today, way to go. Beginning today, now get this, GLers, beginning today and for the next two weeks, Spencer is giving away a quarter side of beef. This this beef beef has been farm-raised in Hugo by Spencer. Stop in the store anytime in the next two weeks to register. The value of this prize is 856 bucks. Spencer will pull one name from all the entries on Thursday, July 30th, and then Spencer will call you and you can stop in to claim your prize. Can you imagine the quality of that beef? Oh. Can you imagine? Oh. What's farm raise mean? It probably means... Uh, Here we go. No, 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 no. Nobody not, help him. Nobody help him. Well, it means, uh, well... Let's yep. go, uh, Mr. State Fair. First of all, uh, it would be a farm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but but Spencer probably went out and petted it a few times sure. and fed it only the best, yep. whatever, whatever, whatever they a, eat. Does it have a... 
Do you think it has a name, Joe? He calls him Oliver or something? <laughs> maybe or? maybe he calls him Big Chuck. <laughs> Big Chuck or something? That's a lot of meat. And you can register now. The next time you're at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, it's right on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, when you're there to get your meatloaf and your brats and your tomahawk steaks, sign up to win a quarter side of beef raised by Spencer himself. It's worth 856 bucks. Spencer will pull the name of the victor on Thursday, July 30th. Sp- uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Hey, we would love it if you could book a tee time with our partners at Siren National Golf Club in Siren, Wisconsin. Our friends Jeff and Sarah, they are the owners and are true diehard fans of Garage Logic. If you're not familiar, Siren National is a beautiful 19-hole championship course. Yes, they have an extra hole. You really have to see the beauty of this course for yourself. Check out a hole-by-hole video tour at their website right now, sirennational.com. They have mature pine and hardwood forest lines that bent grass, fairways, and greens. A lot of great natural features like woods, water, and rock. There are no houses on this course. You are in the North Woods. It's perfect for both veteran and beginner golfers, and it's also very affordable. Jeff and Sarah have priced rounds very fair. They want people to have fun without breaking the bank. Yes, and now, check this out. Through the end of the season, they have a special offer for any law enforcement officers. Just simply show your ID and get a free beverage with your round or $5 off your round of golf. Jeff and Sarah have two sons that are in law enforcement. It's very close to their heart. It's just their way of saying thank you. Book your tea time now at sirennational.com and please help support our fellow GLers and play Siren National. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Souchere. I'm getting kind of worried, Such. I don't know. I don't know if I should be sending GLers up to DK Mags or not Why? because of what what we've done with Spencer. Oh yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid to go up to Grunhoff first because I'm worried Spencer, Spencer might get mad at you. After me, and, and I'm I'm worried about DKMags.com because the GLers are already lined up out the door up there, and they've got just a nice little shop up there. Oh, boy, I love that shop, though. They're up on uh, Old 8 in New Brighton, and, of course, they have another location, Monticello Pond and Gun, both of those shops offering everything we need from personal protection to hunting and sports shooting. I use them for all of the above, actually. And like I said, yeah, GLers lined up out the door, very busy. So busy, in fact, that uh, some of the purchases, and I know you men and women understand this, uh, some of the purchases have to be limited so we all get some. There's plenty in stock, but we just can't have one of you guys walking in there and buying them out of everything. Come on, man. And you got to be sure when you go into a DK Mags or Monticello Pond and Gun, mention you're a GLer because that gets written down and it allows this relationship to continue. And the next thing you know, they're going to close close the doors for a month because they're adding on another 2,000 feet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but rest assured, both those shops, they're here to help all of us and they want to acknowledge the partnership. And if you're in the middle military or if you're a police officer or a veteran or even a first responder make sure you let them know that you get another five percent off another five percent discount there again dkmags.com up in new brighton or monticello pond and gun like i've been saying for a couple of years now a couple of wonderful shops for glers that are run by glers a black conservative 
conservative activist took a video of a violent Black Lives Matter demonstration at a Dallas restaurant where he was eating with friends over the weekend, and he narrated the scene as it unfolded into violence to the point, he said, where police arrived and deployed tear gas and pepper spray. Damani Bryant Felder, a supporter of President Donald Trump and a founder of the Wright Brothers, R-I-G-H-T, posted the video to his Instagram page, which began with the mostly white demonstrators verbally disrupting diners seated outside the restaurant. As the demonstrators chanted and cursed, Felder noted families seated with young children who were enduring the torrent, who were enduring the torrent of verbal abuse and profanity. They're out here right now trying to act a fool, he said of the demonstrators, who soon began advancing on the tables and the restaurant staff and throwing objects and shoving those in their way. Uh, Felder, without raging his voice, said the demonstrators can't behave. This is Marxism, cultural Marxism to a T. They did not come out here to be heard. They came out here to create a scene. you got to realize what this really is and call it out for what it really is. He added that out here at this restaurant tonight, we had plenty of white people, plenty of black people, all having a good time, and they came here to create this scene, and now they're acting like they're the oppressed people. Felder noted that there was live music as well with a black performer who had to stop due to the mayhem, which police tried to quell before resorting to tear gas and pepper spray. They brought this on uh, the entire establishment because they cannot behave, Felder added, and they can't learn how to express themselves like adults. Soon he observed that the riders were breaking windows. This is the anarchy that they want. This is what they continue to do, Felder said. All they care about right now is creating this manufactured outrage, this chaos, he said, adding that their rationale is, if we are upset, no one else can enjoy any peace whatsoever. Soon Felder noted that the uh, cultural Marxist cowards were scampering away, and he blasted them for their constant attempts to foment this arbitrary outrage and tear this nation apart. You're seeing the hypocrisy of this movement right now, he added, and then the... uh, The video was available. Uh, Recapping the incident on Twitter, Felder wrote that I've seen it now with my own eyes. These are animals. BLM is a cancer. He's also tweeted that he's never been more firm in his resolve to utterly destroy the BLM movement and added in another post that Black Lives Matter is morally bankrupt trash. I said what I said. Okay, that is a black guy telling you that, not me. And it's unlikely, let me, just a minute, it's unlikely, it's pointed out that he's a Trump supporter. It's unlikely uh, that anyone who stormed that place knew knew that, or if they did, knew that he would be at that restaurant. I think that's almost gratuitous to to note that he's a Trump supporter. Uh, But anyway, he's a black conservative thinker, and he's calling out Black Lives Matter for what he sees. Yes, they. That's how they negate people's opinions. You know, your your opinion doesn't matter if it turns out that you're conservative or, or you've actually had the gall to vote for Trump. But right. what I was going to say was actually a question, I, because I personally don't think that BLM started as this Marxist movement. I thought my perception years ago, a couple of years ago when it started, was that it was rather organic and it yeah, was meaningful I, yeah. And, yeah. and they had a good point. It, it seems to me like it's been compromised. That's quite probable, uh, but but from day one, we were pointing out, if you really believe Black Lives Matter, why aren't you acting where black lives quite literally do not matter, which is in the south and west sides of Chicago? Why, why right. is there no black lives uh, majority presence there? It's, a, right. it's become a political movement, uh, even though I seem to remember, too, didn't it? In fact, I seem to remember it might have started here. I think it did. Around actually. the Jamal Clark era. 
Right, right. And they were they they were marching on the freeways. Yeah, which yeah. I'm opposed to. I stay out of the freeway. There's there's nothing to be gained by being in the freeway. Uh, Starting right, 2013. Oh, 2013. Okay, Not here. All yeah. the way back then. Okay. Well, I started out as a hashtag on social media after George Zimmerman was acquitted. Ah, uh, okay. In the right. killing of Trayvon Martin. Okay. Correspondent Kelsey uh, has a great note here. Mount Rushmore really has changed under the Trump presidency. In what way? Well, in 1996, when Bill Clinton visited during his re-election campaign, ABC News called it a place where American ingenuity and American creativity came together and formed an amazing American accomplishment. Sure. In 2008, when Barack Obama campaigned there, CNN called Mount Rushmore a majestic site and every president should visit. In 2016, Bernie Sanders campaigned there and said he was humbled to be in the presence of the four of the greatest American presidents. CNN described that scene as awe-inspiring. 2020, Trump visits. CNN called it a celebration of white supremacy, and Trump will stand before two former slave owners on land wrestled away from Native Americans. If you think the media isn't uh, (laughs) agenda-driven, you have your head in the sand, Kelsey notes. Isn't that something? That's fascinating. Wow. You know, I was there, as I've stated, but what was so refreshing being out there, and I was there the day on, on the 4th of July, and you saw people from all over white black asian and everyone was there taking pictures of their with their families and it just gave you a sense of i think we're gonna be okay it's a better country than the mysterians will let you believe yes that's better stated yes and it was it was just i i remember i pulled my wife aside and i said how refreshing is this and from around on, the world, Chris. Yeah. Every time I'm there, you see visitors there literally from around the world, mm-hmm. all languages being spoken. And then I got yelled at because I wasn't wearing my mask. But you know, other than that, it was great. <laughs> I bet a lot of people were. It was, it was at least 50-50. Yeah. Absolutely it was. But you got away from the country's tallest buildings. Oh, it was so pleasant. It was so pleasant. And one of my problems during our week off last week is I didn't get away. I didn't get away. Oh, you have to. I should have put down the newspaper and the phone and got away. We have discussed this with your CP behind your back numerous yep. times, yep. that as soon as you arrive at the most idyllic location in the world, you can be there with your toes in the sand and a drink in your hand. You start plotting your early return well, back to St. Paul. Well, it, no, not it, every you, time. You have issues, my friend. Yeah, in that fact, was. Uh, oh, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Well, that's that's kind of. I'm kind of a Nick Mancini in that regard. Pat told me that uh, his dad, Nick, now departed, he, he reluctantly would take the family on vacation because he never wanted to leave the restaurant. And one time, Pat said they went up to Malax, and the first thing Nick did is went in the. Uh, in the uh, room, called the restaurant and said, I'll be back tonight. Right. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to drop these bastards off. And yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> in fact, oh. I unplugged to the point where the only time I even went on Twitter was to post that amazing photo of myself in my freedom shirt. And that yep, was about God. the only time I looked at social yeah, media. I've got to yeah. get one of those. Oh, I was so get sweet. One of those. If you own a lake home, you're a lucky person. Especially today in this great summer we're having. Uh, you need to get a hold of Aquaside if you've got weeds interfering with the kids swimming. You don't want the kids running around with weeds draped over their head. And they're screaming and they think they had leeches stuck on them and they're all confounded. No, 
You want Aquaside to show up and keep that beach free of weeds. They do so with their Aquaside products, which are easy to use and work right away. And those products are registered with both the EPA and DNR. And those products are completely safe for you and that giant crappie your kid's going to land because it's been, it's been kind of shadowing there under the dock to stay cool in the shadows. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. You don't need to. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Aquaside pellets are the top seller. Uh, this is a White Bear Lake company, by the way. And uh, you can call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com and enjoy this tremendous, tremendous stretch of Great lake weather we're having, great swimming weather with Aquaside.com. Let's uh, feature our own newsman, Johnny Height, in just a moment. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. So I wanted to take a quick moment and introduce once again our friends from Harmony Spirits. The boys were nice enough to... Uh, Give us a few sample bottles to share with the staff. Wait, and, uh, uh, excuse me. What? Very, very Excuse happy. me. Excuse what? me. What? What? Stop uh, talking. I haven't what? seen any samples. Well, John yeah, Hyde. Nor, nor have I. John yeah, Hyde, I, I, I gave you some. what? The, uh, the the gin and the whiskey? The gin. Gin and rum. Gin and rum. Gin and rum. I, I yes. haven't oh. seen. I haven't seen. I drink the, rum. The, yeah. The gin is almost all gone. Right. The rum I've uh, used uh, once. It I, was very good. Also, I'm not allowed to go anywhere near gin, but I'd have a sip of rum. <laughs> I, I won't go anywhere near gin either, but I would have a sip of something that Harmony produces. I uh, took and my screwdrivers. My goodness, I love screwdrivers. I uh, I took my bottle of bourbon whiskey from Harmony Spirits out to South Dakota. Yeah. Didn't make it to day three of the trip. Um, it's, it's pretty uh, good stuff. It's huh? really, really good stuff. Handcrafted spirits made right here in the state of Minnesota. They have a beautiful uh, tasting room, by the way, down in the city of Harmony, Minnesota. They had a really cool car show, too, over the 4th of July weekend. And some of the photos oh. that they tweeted out were really, really neat. Um, but they're open for patio service with a limited menu and outdoor seating on Fridays and Saturdays from noon to 9 p.m. And Where is Harmony? Sundays southwest. You're about 40 minutes south of Rochester, I believe is what I oh, was Oh, boy. Told. That's beautiful oh, country. God's country. It's, that I is God's country. There. It yeah. really is. So if you're you know out and about, GLers, make a stop in there. And uh, also, uh, what they'd really like you to do is walk into your local liquor store. I did this with our friends at Elevated, and they took Harmony on. Just say, hey. Where can I get that Harmony whiskey I heard about on the GL podcast? Mention it at your local liquor store and get Harmony in the door. They would really appreciate that. That's how they can continue to grow their brand. HarmonySpirits.net is their website. Also, they have a very cool Twitter account, at Harmony Spirits. And please let them know that you heard about it on the Garage Logic podcast. John Height, take it away, please. Thank you, Joe. This uh, update brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. After their Wednesday night meeting, the Minneapolis Parks and Rec Board passed Resolution 2020-267 that includes amendments that will require staff analysis of parkside encampments to make sure they conform to state law regarding the proximity of encampments near school zones and safe school zones. In the same resolution, there was an amendment that removed language that allowed Powderhorn Park to have more than 25 tents. With the removal of that language, Powderhorn will now be treated like all other parks in Minneapolis, which do allow up to 25 tents. Okay, I have news for you. I have news for you. Do you guys yeah. know, uh, Such, do you know 
uh, where DuPont Avenue runs along the east side of Lakewood Cemetery. Yes. It turns into what's called uh, King's Highway. Yes. Well, there's, a park, there's a park down there, Such, and it's the park we talked about earlier in the year uh, because the park supervisor lives in an old uh, house there. It's called the Lindale Farmstead Park. Right, right. And we talked about that house. A uh, bunch of tents set up in that park. Huh. So the the park supervisor's got campers in his front yard. Good, well, he deserves it. <laughs> Body camera footage made public Wednesday from two Minneapolis police officers involved in George Floyd's arrest captured a panicked and fearful Floyd pleading with officers in the minutes before his death, saying, I'm not a bad guy, as they tried to wrestle him into a squad car. One officer, Thomas Lane, pulls a gun out after approaching the car and talking briefly with Floyd. It's six minutes in before an officer tells Floyd and the passengers in his car why he's being restrained. Uh, Floyd tells the officers he's claustrophobic, pleads with them not to shoot him as they struggle to get him in the squad car. A few minutes later, with Floyd now face down in the street, the cameras record his fading voice, still occasionally saying, I can't breathe, before he goes still. The recordings from Officers Lane and J. Alexander Kong are part of the criminal case against them and two other officers in Floyd's death. Derek Chauvin, who held his knee against Floyd's neck for nearly eight minutes, charged with second-degree murder in the case. Um, sorry, Johnny, really quick. Yeah. I was looking uh-huh. at my Harmony Spirits tweet, and I didn't realize this till just now, but a guy named Dan tagged us. Did you guys hear Bill de Blasio talking at a Black Lives Matter rally yesterday? No, I did not. Let me just give you about 15 seconds. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, here we go. Take it away, Mayor Bill. We now have fewer people in our jails than any time since World War II. And we are safer for it and better for it. <laughs> the murder rate in New York is going up. Are you are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're safer for it. We're safer for it. Oh, don't have any, well, it's all just, the criminals are out running around. We're safer for it. It's just pandering. That's all that is. It's terrible. It's just terrible. There are, uh, uh, I could fill newscasts these days with nothing but COVID-19 stories. Oh, good. Uh, but I'll just uh, give you a couple. I'm not going to give them all to you. I'd like the uh, most pertinent. It's, it's it's really hard to get a, a finger on this. You know what I mean? Because it really is. There's so much going on. Uh, one thing I will tell you, in the past couple of days, a number of Minneapolis bars and restaurants have announced temporary closures after employees tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, among those, uh, some of these I know, some I don't, is Mortimer's, Gray's Provisions and Libations, Nico's Taco and Tequila Bar, Northeast Moose Bar and Grill, Vegas Lounge. Oh, not the Vegas v- Lounge. The Vegas Lounge in Northeast, yeah. yeah. Boy, you can and see Bellacore. some really bad karaoke at the Vegas Lounge. <laughs> can you? Oh, yeah. Also, the Bellacore, which is a French, a French restaurant in Wyzetta. Uh, some retailers announcing, uh, in fact, since uh, we started recording this, more retailers announcing they will start requiring face masks. Uh, Walmart announced this morning, starting July 20th, uh, they will, uh, you'll, you will have to wear a face mask, or they announced that yesterday, I'm sorry. Uh, then this morning, Target followed, starting August 1st, you'll have to have a face mask on at all Targets, and now CVS has joined the other stores, saying you'll have to have a face mask on starting August 1st in all of their stores. Did you guys see the video of the, uh, the man at a Walmart that pulled the gun on the guy with the kid? Because no. of the mask, mask controversy? Oh, Read the story. Boy. I did not watch the video. How, how can you be that angry about anything? 
Especially something as stupid as wearing a mask. Uh-huh. Wow. The wearing of a mask is not political. Right. It doesn't. It, it's not a political issue. You can uh, assign politics to everything else: schools opening or closing, businesses, etc., etc., etc. Putting on a mask is not political. It, it but it is, Kenny. It, it, it to a rational GLer, it's not political, but it's become political. Oh, yeah. it's absurd. Yeah. The Metropolitan Airports Commission recently launched Travel Confidently, a health safety program to ensure the public can be confident when traveling through the airport during the COVID-19. The Travel Confidently program is a set of measures adopted over the past few months in question, uh, in partnership, excuse me, with airlines, concessionaires, the industry, and others to give travelers a safer experience. Uh, Also, travelers at MSP now can get a free Travel Confidently care kit. It contains a five-pack of face masks, hand sanitizer, and an information card with tips for flying safely. Uh, anyone who's traveling wants a kit is just to ask for it at the airport's information booths. Uh, we've canceled the Rose Parade already because of the impact of coronavirus. Right. That, of course, is a New Year's tradition. Tournament of Roses Association says the decision was put off until organizers were certain that safety restrictions would prevent staging the parade. Uh, it's only been canceled three times in the past, World War II years of 1942, 43, and 45. It all started in 1891. Mary Trump's memoir about her uncle, President Donald Trump, is a million seller on pre-orders alone almost. Simon & Schuster announced Thursday that Too Much and Never Enough had sold a company record 950,000 copies in combined print, digital, and audio editions as of its date of sale earlier this week. A new Wall Street Journal NBC News poll shows Joe Biden holding a double-digit lead over President Trump with 7 in 10 voters saying the country is on the wrong track. The poll shows Biden ahead of Trump by 11 points. A new Quinnipiac poll is even worse news for Trump. Biden's lead over the president widened to 15 points in that one. Forbes magazine quoted polling analyst Tim Malloy as saying there's no upside in this one, no silver lining, and no encouraging trend hidden somewhere for the president. Where are these numbers uh, the, coming from, John? Who, who are they talking to? Uh, but I, you know, the usual the usual stiffs that they do for polls. I, I don't know. Reeves, A you better find the latest, uh, latest Calvin. Okay. Yeah, I'm on it. Yeah. In the midst of all this, a shakeup of the Trump campaign, Bill Stepien will replace Brad Parscale as manager of Trump's campaign. The president making that announcement Wednesday night came as a surprise, apparently, to a lot of folks, uh, insiders in Trump's campaign, saying they were shocked, according to Fox News. He didn't get fired, right? They just kind of switched. Yeah, he's going to do a different job. uh, We're we're going to do that here at GL with uh, Rookie and uh, Such. Such is going to be on twice a week, and uh, we're going to have Rookie come in and run the show. Rook's going to anchor it, huh? Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In Nebraska, a 20-year-old Lincoln man is in jail after he threatened to shoot a 37-year-old with a rifle. Police said the 37-year-old victim was driving near 64th and Fairfax Avenue Tuesday morning when he saw Dominic Kinzer hitting his car with a shovel. Police said the victim pulled over, got out of his car to see what was going on. He said Kinzer then started yelling at him and tried to fight with the victim. Police said Kinzer then went into an open garage nearby, grabbed a rifle, and threatened to shoot him. The victim got back in his car and called police. Kinzer was uh, arrested for... But, uh, yeah? here's, mm-hmm. here's a friendly tip if you're 
driving along, minding your own business, and you see somebody beating the hell out of their vehicle with a shovel, keep going. Just, just keep moving. It. That's what just I would do. Just keep going. Yeah. That's none so of my business. Easy. Just keep on going, what? man. Why keep on trucking. Why would you That's, that's what yeah. I was wondering. Yeah. You go, why hey, there's a guy beating his car with a shovel. I got to keep going. <laughs> uh, Joe, I found the video, but I think you should clarify. Um, his name is J.L. Coven. Um, not not Chauvin, as in the. Did I say Chauvin? I'm yeah, sorry. You, you did, but I just yeah. wanted to clarify so we didn't get a lot of emails. I didn't even notice. Uh, but this is our president <laughs> who was under attack, talking about how Twitter was cracking down on the blue check marks. If you uh, what what is that, by the way? A blue check mark. It means you're verified as a uh, what, as Johnny? A legitimate a, user. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I, I don't think any of us are certified. Are no, we? no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. All right, here's our president. Your president is so far very safe. I can't talk too loudly, though, okay? I'm talking with sort of a very strong, quiet voice. But we're in a safe space in the presidential man cave. We're not calling it a bunker, and it's this is definitely not a panic room. No, there's no panic. We're so calm. But we are under attack. There is a very strong, very nasty attack going on. Not like the COVID, not a fake attack. You know, we've got COVID under control. You know, we're, we're so done with COVID. It's sort of unbelievable. Nobody could have done it that well. But we are now in a, you know, some people would call this a closet-like structure. But we are under attack. Mike, the closet is good. You're safe. You're safe. He's, he's very safe back there. Your vice president and your president. Very safe. We've secured Ivanka, which is, of course, you know, very the most you know precious cargo, we call her. And she's got her beans. She's got all the beans. Even though I didn't like that they were the black beans, I told her, oh, we don't oh, know. No. this is not the time to get into that, but I didn't like, you know, I would have preferred sort of a, you know, maybe a lima bean or a... Anyway, the blue check marks are under attack. Okay, this is what the deep state is doing. They have come. You know, nobody said anything when they came for Roger Stone and his cuck lifestyle. And when my, the great Michael Flynn, but now they're coming for your president's blue check mark account. I am unable to tweet. I am un. I repeat, I am unable to tweet right now. It is a national emergency. National Guard, Second Amendment people, Reverend Joel Osteen, everybody. <laughs> your president is strong and tough, so tough. But this is an emergency. Blue check lives matter. I blame Antifa and Black Lives Matter, and it is, it is, uh, you're, actually, you're panicking. I'm not panicking. I'm having great, tremendous sort of breath right now. And when, you know, there's no, there's no reason to panic, and the blue check marks need your help. Second Amendment people, get out there, shoot somebody, save your president, what? and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Jeez. Oh and God. see what happens. Oh God! <laughs> see what happens. Oh, that is so so spot on. He's, uh, he's what he gets good. is the rambling nature that Trump falls into. Uh, that's just wonderful. I love how he calls up in all the dogs, the yeah. National Guard, yeah. and Joel, Joel Osteen. <laughs> Joel Osteen. <laughs> oh. By the way, you guys yesterday when you started talking about uh, guess who's coming to dinner. Yeah, I yeah, wanted that to was jump painful, through wasn't it? the podcast. Spencer Tracy, 
Yep. yep. Right. <laughs> Catherine yep. Hepburn. Oh, right. not Maureen O'Sullivan. Catherine or Hepburn. Maureen O'Sullivan, whoever the hell you said. Yeah. And Kenny had even said something about Hepburn right before yeah. that. Yeah, they were a... They weren't were they married? married? They, they yeah. weren't married, but they were a couple, right? Yeah. I don't right. think they ever got married. Yeah. Uh, he was he was married to somebody else uh, for a long time, but uh, huh. his his gal was Catholic. Thank you for uh, bringing up that shameful moment. Uh, it's almost like you're a GL or I sitting at the keyboard <laughs> waiting for us to screw up so you can yeah. fire off a hateful email. It's tough for me to listen to that and not be able to turn on my mic and say, "Hey, idiots!" You know. Well, you should be here every day. I don't know why you're so lazy. Why well, you could have? Oh, you bastards! You could have like texted you. Reavers or me. Oh my God! Well. I can't. Oh my God. I'm not listening in real time, Joe. It's a oh podcast. My God. Oh, that's right. Wow. Hold oh, on. boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, okay, Reavers. I deserve it. I deserve it. Yeah. You know what? You know what, though? He could, he could be listening. I've listened to well, you guys. Yeah. I, I've listened to you guys record Monday Night Sports Talk before. But and that's just sat because here. you're dialed in. Well, we, can't he dial in and, and listen? I don't want to dial in on my days oh, off. Oh, again, Thank it's you. because you're lazy. <laughs> I thought he could text me. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't see that coming. You had any ambition oh. whatsoever, you'd be here every day. I'm, you know, semi-retired or something. Whoa. I don't know. Uh, back to the there news. There some Trump fans that wish you were fully retired. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, well aware of that, Chris. Well aware of that. Well, we want you yeah, here. Yeah, I'm not know. one of them. I love when you're on, Johnny. <laughs> The uh, fast food, uh, the only fast food place I like, and you guys will hate this, is Taco Bell. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I nothing wrong Taco with that. Bell. I like it. I also like uh, my favorite meal there is the quesarito. Is this part so, of the news, or are you just telling yeah, us about your favorite? This is Johnny's part of the news. <laughs> God almighty. What John did today in retired life. Yeah, I didn't know it's you were like going to tell us this. Quarter. It's like a Larry King co- column. Dot, yeah. Dot, dot, yeah. Dot, I dot, can't dot. get enough of Taco Bell. Dot, yeah. dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> oh the God. quesarito, it's a news story about the quesarito, which I happens to be my favorite. It's a burrito quesadilla made-up combo. What the hell are you talking about? It's a news story. Hang on. Did we get to the news? part yet the, yes there have been rumors that the uh quesarito may be gone maybe oh that's a hell of a news item <laughs> rumors have surfaced on the internet that they might be removing the popular item from the menu and social media is not happy about it the unconfirmed reports say that along with the quesarito all potato items would be removed from their menu also you John. got a foghorn or something for him? You got John? Will you do something for me? No, they're going to be a double, okay. Give him a double Duluth foghorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's the job of Reavers and Rookie to make Such mad, John. Not right. you. Yeah. In, in oh. a statement to Fox News, a spokesperson for Taco Bell said, "Geez, you're still doing it." Fox News I mean, had to get wh- to the bottom of this one. Huh? <laughs> And we're in the process of evolving our menu to simplify operations. We'll have more to share with you oh. soon. So the quesarito not not well, gone. Well, we for will sure, break folks, into so programming you. when that announcement is made. You know, if that's one of the days I don't work, I'll try to get on the show anyway, <laughs> just to let you guys know how that goes. God, <laughs> speaking of fast, <laughs> speaking of fast food. Yeah. A, a McDonald's customer was arrested after he allegedly bit a seagull after it tried to steal his meal. That he had just purchased from was it Ozzy Osbourne? The suspect reportedly attacked the bird in front of police. This happened in Plymouth, England. Wait a minute, the man reportedly for biting a bird. 
The man, well, the, uh, this kind of bird, a seagull, is protected, as you'll see in just a moment. Uh, what? Okay. The man reportedly claimed the bird was trying to steal his McDonald's, so he grabbed the bird and bit it. The animal apparently appeared to be injured as a result of the bite, but it flew away before authorities could inspect it. The suspect reportedly admitted to being under the influence of drugs. The suspect taken into custody, Chris, since seagulls are a protected species in that area. He faces up to six months in prison or a fine of $6,300. In a statement, a spokesperson for the local police department said he sunk his teeth into it before throwing it to the ground. Officers had seen the incident and immediately went over and detained him and took details from him uh, so he could end up in jail. It's the Wildlife and Countryside Act from 1981, if you're wondering. Huh. I wasn't. Do you- John, do you have to go? Uh, I thought I heard no, somebody I'm, calling you. I don't hear anything. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Let me find a real. Let me find a real news story here. Here we go. Burger King is announcing. The Republican National Committee is sharply restricting attendance on three of its four nights of the convention in Jacksonville, Florida, next month, as it looks for ways to move forward with the event while coronavirus cases are spiking. RNC Chair Rona McDaniel said in a letter to RNC members that only the roughly 2,500 regular delegates to the convention would be permitted to attend the opening three nights. Delegates, their guests, and alternate delegates would be permitted to attend the last night when President Trump is set to deliver his acceptance speech. This move comes after the GOP was forced to move most of the convention from Charlotte, North Carolina, after local officials ruled out a full-capacity crowd amid the pandemic. Uh, a related story, Chris reminded me of this one, Fox 35 News in Florida. I don't know if you saw this a couple days ago. Uh, they published an investigation uh, that said there were some issues with the way Florida was reporting. Just a few. Yeah, uh, just positive, a few. positive results to the state. Apparently the problem, uh, and now this comes from Fox 35's website, they said in their ongoing investigation into coronavirus data, uh, 35 News learned that Centra Care... Advent Health's urgent care chain was only reporting positive results to the state alongside hundreds of other test sites and labs and no negative test results. So they were reporting, uh, if you remember the story, about 98% positive for the tests when it really was only 9.4% positive for the test. And I, said, think we, I think we lost yeah. suit. Yeah, did you fall into a pile I, I of hear paper? I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Good. Misreporting Shuffle. the uh, results there. <laughs> Hanging chads. Right. Hanging chads. Yeah. Uh, that actually, uh, these uh, all these uh, medical places are saying it was the state that asked them to report it that way. So that's kind of weird. John, know? that's fantastic, except for the... Uh, quesadilla thing that wasn't too good was no 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 it's uh, oh yeah it is yeah you're a quesadilla see it's a yeah. quesadilla dilla, and a burrito mixed stay burrito. tuned to the garage logic news network for more updates on the quesadilla this just in <laughs> say a quick update from schmel's countryside in maplewood it's on the southeast quadrant of highway 36 and 61 schmel's countryside volkswagen alfa romeo and fiat these tremendous Volkswagen deals are still underway. 0% for 72 months on all new 2019 and 2020 VWs with deferred payment of 120 days. And also, and that includes the Atlas Crossport, by the way, Volkswagen's new SUV flagship, the Atlas Crossport. And also 0% for up to 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. They've made the uh, sales experience very personalized. You'll get your own. 
You won't have me out there kicking tires and worried about that guy over in the corner who's not wearing a mask. You'll get your own personalized sales appointment. First, go to their website, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. Search the inventory for what most intrigues you. Call Schmelz Countryside, and they'll arrange you a test drive and the, the display and the explanation and the whole deal. 651 651- Two four three four three one six Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. It's where I shop, and I will be shopping before the snow flies because I'm going to need something to drive, and I will be, I will be getting it from Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. Schoonover Body Works and Glass in Shoreview. It's our one-stop, family-owned, third-generation body shop. Mike Schoonover is on the line. And, Mike, our condolences go out to you and your family on uh, the passing of your dad. I was I was reading the obit about your dad, and, boy, he sounds amazing. He graduated. Oh, by the way, hi, Mike. Uh, <laughs> just hey, rambling on here. Your dad, Dick, graduated from Hill in 55, went to work for your grandpa, Chuck, in 56. Then he took it over in, in the 60s and pretty much made it what it is today. But after reading the obit, I finally get it. Now I know why you're always so positive. And no matter what gets thrown at you, it, it really doesn't. It, it doesn't scare you off. No mountain is too high to climb, and I think it's from your dad, right, Mike? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, dad would be, you know, a little bit harder. Uh, you know, he was obviously encouraging and, and helpful and and uh, a great mentor. But uh, he'd all he he was he was a stickler for perfection, and he he demanded, uh, you know, that we do our best and all that kind of stuff. So there was there was times that. Uh, you know, I wanted to kill him, but uh, uh, but <laughs> well, no, he, it was it was good tough love. That's all of our dads, I think. Um, and boy, was he a leader in the community up there! My goodness, he had his fingers in everything. He did. He was a he was a doer. If he didn't if he didn't like something, uh, you know, going on in the city, he would go to you know a city council meeting, or he'd call the mayor, or if he didn't like what was going on in our industry, he would. Uh, he would rally the troops and call the shop owners or, or call an insurance executive and and give him a piece of his mind on how things you know should be run and that type of thing. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that are in place right now because of Dad and, and uh, you know, other shop owners of his era that uh, uh, really set the, set the way for us to be able to do business um, the way we are today. Well, a true Jew, a true GLer, right? I mean, this this is what being a GLer is, uh, what your dad was, and what he's raised you to be. And the phrase I really love, the phrase of your dad's that I'm going to use, I'm taking it over. One tough Mustang, love that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, we're uh, we're we're blessed to have been uh, raised by our dad, and and uh, that our our employees were were employed by by uh, dad and, and our former employees who had the opportunity to work for him and and uh, get mentored by him um, you know we're all we're all a bit better today because of him so well Thanks. truly one tough Mustang you guys have been in business for 80 years you're consistently rated as one of the number one body shops here in the metro you have a choice we all know that our choice here at garage logic well 
80 years ago, started by Chuck, built up by Dick, and run today by Mike. It's schoonoverbodyworks.com. A great living American by the sound of it, huh? Yeah, absolutely. The number of openly LGBTQ elected officials in the United States has more than doubled in the past four years, and those ranks could soon grow thanks to a record field of LGBTQ candidates this year, according to new data from an advocacy and research group. The LGBTQ Victory Institute's Out for America report, released today, tallies 843 openly LGBTQ elected officials across all levels, all levels of government at present, uh, up from 417 in June 2016. The Institute says a record 850 LGBTQ people are running for office this year, including several candidates with strong chances of entering Congress. Yet the Institute's president, former Houston Mayor Anise Parker, says that despite significant progress, LGBTQ people continue to be severely underrepresented in every state and at every level of government. She said LGBTQ people make up about 4.5% of the U.S. population, yet hold only 0.17% of the more than 510,000 elected positions in the U.S. Okay, and she said that uh, uh, LGBTQ people would need to win 22,500 additional positions to be uh, adequately represented. Okay, you might wonder why I'm bringing this up. I, do. I don't care. I don't care if you're LGBTQ. That's your business. But this is more clear evidence that what politics has devolved to is uh, identity. It's the politics of identity. I don't yeah. care if you're LGBTQ. I, I would really. I think there's a couple of LGBTQ people on the Minneapolis City Council. All I'm more I'm more interested in is your ideas. I, I don't need I don't need you uh, to uh, merely represent a specific identity constituency. I need you to represent all of America, and we continue to see politics just slide into this uh, uh, the politics of identity: black, female, Latino, lesbian, gay, whatever. What just run as an American citizen? Why is it important that you're LGBTQ, That's a lot of D's. It is. I don't even know what that means. Well, you brought this up recently, and it's what I've just been hyper-focused on this. By you saying they don't have any qualifications other than the fact that they're activists, and we need more than just activists as our leaders. And, well, I'm, and you I'm not brought even, that up. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm not even saying that. I mean, for all I know, you've got some very sound LGBTQ candidates running. I, right. I, I can't claim that they're all activists, but right. just by the mere fact that they're associating themselves with an, with an institute that wants them out front, it would suggest to me that the only reason they're running is because they're LGBTQ. Yeah. And that that would be their that would be the agenda they would bring to the table. I don't give a bleep about your agenda. I give a bleep about the country. And if you can contribute to that, I'll vote for you. But I don't care to vote for you if all you're interested in is your own uh, self agenda. So I'm I'm puzzled as to why uh, twenty two thousand eight hundred LGBTQ people are needed so that the percentages work out. What we need their we need their frame of re- you're right we need their frame of reference we don't need the agenda 
you know, don't don't you think? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. It's why, I mean, let's just dumb it down to us five. It's it's why we get along so well. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have different experiences, but we don't bring our agenda to the program. Nope. I do. Well, yeah, of course you do. It's your yeah. name's on the show, you dum-dum. Yeah, yeah. I've got me an agenda. <laughs> yeah, and that's just fine. Yeah. I love when GLers help me out and, and corroborate something. Uh, salutations, Grand Pooba of the Royal Order of the 21sters. Be it known that the abilities of our Pooba to sense coming changes in weather and season has been well established and is a proven fact. It is also well known that anyone who has spent a significant amount of time outdoors during all seasons has a feel and or sense of changes in the weather, such as coming snow or rain, as in, I can smell rain coming. By the way, that's usually an increase in ozone. It may be tied to the slight drop in temperature, the slight increase in moisture, or the slight drop or rise of barometric pressure. In any case, it results in an overall shift in all sensory perceptions that forebodes the coming change, including the smell of spring during winter, the feeling of old sol gaining strength in the spring, foretelling the coming heat in summer, the sense of chill in shorter days of fall, and the coming gloom of short winter days. I know as a child on the farmlands of southern Minnesota that I can feel these things as they come, and I always mention them to people they then scoff at me saying there's no way you could know that but yet i seem to be more often than not right about the coming weather so the next time our meteorologically prognosticating pooba mentions that the feel or smell or sense of coming weather or season changes just remember there's many of us who can do that and are usually right a completely random contributor quentin because it's not smell radio P.S. Uh, don't forget that Lisa Bender, with all her misguided rantings and false-fronted programs, not the least of which is championing the cause of pedestrians, bicyclists, and the elderly and the disabled, is most well-known for not shoveling her sidewalk. Yeah, we do know that, Quinn. Uh, I, thank you. I, I, uh, I, I take pride in the fact that I can sense uh, changes in the weather. I smelled fall again this morning. I think, I, I, I think that that will go away. Uh, you I, don't, I don't think you'll smell it when we have a heat index over 100 on Saturday? I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. I think I'll be <coughs> smelling myself on Saturday. Yuck. <laughs> I might be, you know what? Oh, I guess uh, not. Oh, no. No, I was going to say, I think I was going to be near Harmony on Saturday, but no. I'm oh, gonna really? Be, I'm going to be considerably west of there. I have to go to a wedding. Yeah. Gotcha. It's the wedding where the guy has given his groomsmen chill boys. I, I love that. Uh, that yeah. is such a perfect that's a good gift. groomsman gift. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a good, that's a good uh, uh, gift. Chillboys.com. Mm-hmm. And only because they come all the way from Mumbai, India, courtesy of Tom Lyman, it's on this date in Minnesota history, July 16th. In 1858, on July 16th, the state seal is adopt adopted. I suppose we'll have to change that pretty quick. Uh, modifying the territorial seal, the design includes the slogan, Etoile du Nord, Star of the North, and depicts a white man plowing eastward and looking over his shoulder at a Native American uh, man on horseback riding towards the setting sun. Minor changes have been made to the seal since, including the addition of Norway pines in the background and a shift of the Native American man's route so that he rides toward the farmer. All right. 
1992, on this date, William Finney is sworn in as St. Paul Police Chief as the first, he was the first uh, African American to hold that position in St. Paul. Did you know that? What oh. year? 52? Is that what you said? 92. No, ni- 92. Oh, huh. 92. Corky Finney. Old Cork. Oh, what a great name, Corky. I think that was his nickname, Corky Finney. I was watching NASCAR last night, and there was a, a, no, it was a flashback NASCAR from uh, the late 90s, and the pit crew, uh, the the chief head mechanic guy, his name was Joey Knuckles. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that name. Yeah, Joey Knuckles. That, that yeah. was so cool. Doesn't yeah. that sound like it should be a character on The Sopranos? Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Knuckles. Hey, come on anyway. over. I'm disheartened. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm disheartened to learn that. Oh, you, I'm disheartened that I keep interrupting you. <laughs> yes. <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> the uh, seal, isn't that uh, causing some controversy in the last couple of years? Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it it's is. on the way out. They want to change it. It's yeah. on the way out. Seal. Minnesota State Seal. Oh, don't do the punchline, Chris. I'm not. Please, don't. I also heard that we're getting down now on the national anthem, too. So that's going to be the next thing to go. We're going to cancel that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not canceling that. St. Olaf students have created a new black national anthem I was reading about. Mm. Yeah. It uh, wasn't St. Olaf. Wasn't that the... uh, the campus where we, we, we reported the uh, the fake hate crime? Right. Wasn't that St. Olaf? Okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. I hope it's something by the Parliament, uh, Funkadelic. That'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. I'd cool in the get game. On board. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd get on board with Parliament. What, what's George's last name, uh, John? Clinton. Uh, Clinton. Yeah, George, George Clinton. Clinton. Yeah. Parliament Funkadelic, yeah. I'd be on board with that. Who's the other guy I'm thinking of that plays that funky guitar? Boot, Bootsy? No. John, help me. No. He always wears a white suit. Uh, oh, older guy. You're not, you're not talking about Prince's guitar player, are you? No, he was no. really good. No, the no. bass player, Larry Graham. No, no, never anyway. mind. It's not important. Uh, Ed wants to know. Not sure if this is a lake detective question, but here goes. I live on a lake in Itasca County, and this year our precipitation has been below normal by a substantial amount. Yet the mosquitoes have been relentless. In previous drought conditions, we have had reduced infestation from our state bug. I have similar comments and observations from the locals up here. This is not to mention the deer fly and gnats have been equally biblical. What gives? Uh, should I save that for tomorrow? We'll have Rook call the LD. Sure. Yeah, that'd be yeah, good. It do doesn't it. stand to reason. It doesn't stand to reason that in dry conditions you'd have more mosquitoes. And, no. But he's never been stumped. He could solve this. The lake detective yeah, make, could solve this. You make something up at the very least. He's a pro. Well, I, I, I would imagine that he's never made anything up, Kenny. That he's, <laughs> you, you know, Joe, you, you've done it all the time. you got to fake your way through a segment. You know, yeah. throw in some filler material. It's like stretch what we that do. clock out. It's like what we do when we're listening <laughs> no, to you. <laughs> no. Say, EcoFun Motorsports is the place to get your Bintelli e-bike. You know that bicycling has taken the country by COVID storm. Everyone's out on a bike. Yes, Kenny? I I have their website up right now. I've been shopping for the last hour. They got neat stuff, don't they? (laughs) not paying attention. I I really, really, really am getting no respect from you. I'm looking at their scooter suits, and I've scrolled down to the very bottom of the scooter lineup, these 2020 Bentelli Scorch 50s. They're on sale right now, a couple of hundred bucks off, and they're really cool. I really like them. Are these gas scooters? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll turn every errand into an adventure. I, I can't, I can't uh, appraise them enough, uh, not to mention they get about 75 miles to the gallon. I, that's just me. You can't, I can't verify that, by the way. I just base that on my own scootering. I've always gotten around between 65 and 75 miles to the gallon. But we're talking uh, Bintelli e-bikes, Yamaha motorcycles, great recreational equipment for young people, helmets, clothing, service, great service department. You, you need service, they'll pick it up, take it back to Forest Lake, and bring it back to you for a nominal fee. It's a great way to run a service department. And because we own Highway 61, revisited, EcoFund Motorsports is conveniently enough located on Highway 61, right in downtown Forest Lake. Lots of summer left, lots of riding left. Uh, get to EcoFund Motorsports and see what you've been missing. You'll really, really enjoy it. Such, you know why I've had the website up? Hmm. And I know this is unprecedented for us to do this, uh, but ever since my just amazing, dare I say genius idea from yesterday, the 2020 Patriot Ride right. is back. Right. And I've and after taking my little road trip through the neighborhoods yesterday, I'm convinced that we GLers, the five of us, need to throw together a team, build a team, pick our route, and then ride and get some photographs, and it'll be the most epic Patriot ride ever. You go to PatriotRide.org, you'll find all the details, because they're doing it differently this year. Instead of all of us gathering in one spot and then doing a big parade, it's all about us doing what we've learned throughout the years from going to the Patriot Ride, because the the the, uh, the story it's all the same we want to thank our veterans we want to recognize the servicemen and women we want to honor the fallen soldiers and we do that in the funnest way possible twisting the throttle yeah. countless people have volunteered and we here at GL or uh, GL we want to thank everybody that's done it in the past this year it's our turn we're going to thank the organizers the volunteers everybody and we're going to throw together our own teams and raise some money that money goes to the patriot ride uh, the mini uh, minnesota Minnesota Patriot Card, Minnesotans Military Appreciation Fund, and of course the Minnesota Chapter of Tribute to the Troop. That website again, PatriotRide.org. Register your team, or if you want, just donate. But l- let's put together a team and let's do some riding. PatriotRide.org. Okay. Puzzle me this. Now, are we all these individual rides? Are they all to be taken on the same day? No, no. You can go anytime. That's we why go I anytime, think we- huh? Yeah, why not the five of us go out on a Sunday morning and, you know, go down Lake Street and then try to get around at least one lake, go down a parkway, yeah. go see some tents. Uh, let's do an inner can, city GL ride. Can we, I'm in. Can we be called Team Ding Ding? Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and that's why I was on the EcoFund website because uh, we got to con him into loaning us some scooters. <laughs> yeah, but how do we get five scooters into town? I've got a big giant farm farm truck. We could line them up in my box and bring them down. It'd be uh, really easy. Well, you got to be careful what you wish for because I think Tim would would do that. But then he's selling then he's selling new scooters with forty five fifty miles on them. Well, you know what the hell. Hey, hey, <laughs> that's not he, my problem. <laughs> but he could offer them. He could offer them is ridden oh. by the GL crew on their Patriot oh, oh. ride. You put your signature on every one of them, Such. Oh yeah. my God. 
This is a great idea. No, and everyone we'll do- put their own. You know, somebody might want to buy a bike ridden by Kenny. So there's the Kenny well, Olsen model, the well, Reavers well, model, the Rookie model, the Height model, and the Sush model. I guarantee you, if you end up with mine, it will have been wheelied. <laughs> I'm going to get that front end up in the air if it kills me. <laughs> yeah, mine will be too, but by accident. Right. <laughs> and Rook's going to have streamers out the side of his handlebars. Yeah. Well, you guys remember what I did to Rook's school? a number of years ago i went around the office talked to all the gals got their uh, their feminine uh, hygiene products yep and i i hung them from his from his bars <laughs> that was a very uncharitable of you <laughs> it really was is his even running right now do we know yeah gabe is using it yeah oh yeah okay so he's covered i'm covered and you're covered Reavers, what are you going to do? Walk? Uh, <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll skateboard right behind you guys. Wait, I got it. I know where I can get another uh, Yamaha Vino that I gave to one of the kids. I can get that ready for the uh, for the route because we got to do I this. Think, I think we should call Tim. I think he'll set us up. We should. Uh, you mean me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the collective we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to do something about this flag business, too, because I'm really getting hounded by it. And I, 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 you know, you need a sign? I'll get you a sign. Right. Right. That was Joe Kopp. He's a fan of the show. And uh, I'll read you what he said here. And I think sales is working on this. Uh, They would love uh, to uh, get involved with this. They do flags. He says, flags? I can get you a flag. Right. And and, uh, here, I just close it again. Let me open it. Uh, I, this is above my pay grade, and I am not allowed to commit the show to this without our superiors being involved. But, uh, in fact, you know, he just made one for Scott Schoonover for his son Patrick's foundation. Oh, hmm. cool. Play for who's, Patrick is what it's called. Uh, who's Scott, and, Mike's brother? Uh, are you sure it's Scott? Or I thought it was Mike Schoonover. It, yeah, it is Mike. Yeah, it's Mike, but he said Scott. Maybe there's a Scott schooner over. But it is for his son Patrick's foundation. I think. I think. Uh, I think the emailer meant. I think Joe meant Mike. Uh, anyway, they want to get involved, so I'm getting the sales department involved. Good with uh, with Joe Cop's outfit nice. in Roseville, and uh, uh, I think we can make this flag thing happen. I think they should be nice flags. I don't know how they. I don't know what they cost. I don't know. You know, all that shipping and fulfillment and all that, I, that sounds like Joe Cop's willing to undertake that. Well, that'd be perfect. So I'll, I'll work with uh, our people across the hall there. How's that? Please do. Yeah, I'll get that going. Okay, GLers, thank you. All right. Very much. Okay. Yeah. That was a fun one, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, you got a fire to go put out somewhere? Why are we leaving early today? <laughs> All right, take the music down. Take, take the music down. I got a question for Kenny. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, the uh, there's railings. Uh, uh, they're, they're cupped boards that are uh, decorative uh, on top of a – they form a railing as you walk along to come in the house. And they're, uh, they're they two, in two places they've pulled loose of their screws. Uh, and so the ends are tilting up. They're a little warped, and I, I'm going to tackle that. But what I think I have to do is sand down the wood till I find the original screw holes, which were filled with putty, and then chip that out, withdraw the screws, and start over with new drills, new screws, and maybe some construction glue, and then use big C-clamps to hold it down. But don't You're you think i got to do s- this? Sure. Don't you think that uh, I got to sand down the the uh, wood though till I find those original puttied screw holes? I have to. Here, here's my advice for you: 
aimhighconstructionmn.com. I've already warned him that you're going to be calling him. Just put that on the list. You got that cruddy old shed out back. You've got some other things that you need encapsulated. Just add this to the list. Do what I've been doing. The list at my house, he's trying to send me a contract, except every day I call him with a, two new things to add to the list. Well, if I can't do this, I should be ashamed of myself. I'm not going to well, engage a guy of skill to do this. I, I, I wasn't going to say that to your face, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I can handle this project, but I can't well, handle the shed because there's a tree leading on it. Dive in. I mean, you did restore a wood boat, so if I've you can do restore that, restored about do ten. <laughs> but you're gonna have. You're right. You're gonna have to find those screw heads. Somehow. I gotta find the screw heads. You can't. You can't clamp down the old screws and hope to go back into their old holes because no. they they didn't hold. That's the problem. So I got to start right. over in that regard and then double it up with construction glue, some kind yep. of a, a glue, and then C clamp and the whole deal. All right. Aimhighconstructionmn.com. All right. It's probably how I'll end up. All right. Thank you. Oh, now, right. okay. Now, here we go. Take two. Take yep. two. All right. There, there we go. There we go. Hey, uh, PodMN. Yes, PodMN is your source for all Minnesota podcasts. It's uh, also a great place for you to find other podcasts. I don't know, local sports, news, comedy, maybe some true crime and more. There's also a chance to win rewards each and every time you listen. Download the app today in Apple or Google Play stores. PodMN. Listen local. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Garage Logic Podcast.